Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott. I'm here with Coach Manchie from Kimberly. we got a very special guest on today that we're going to get to in a couple minutes. But Coach, how are things going over there in Kimberly? Getting ready? Uh, ramping up for fall sports and everything? Fall sports are starting up pretty quick here. Next week's a dead week. Obviously, if no football or no other athletics. And then uh, we're going to be getting after it on August 2nd there. And really looking forward to it. It was a normal summer and the kids are worked extremely hard. And it's great to see kids participating in athletics and, and getting all the benefits from that. Well, I want to give a shout out to one of the coaches I work with, uh, Coach Kaminsky at Sun Prairie. Uh, he called next week the National High School Coaches Holiday as uh, you guys prepare for football and all the all the grinds and all the things you got going on, getting ready for football and things like that. But um, really excited, obviously, to get sports kicked back off. Summer's been great for a lot of people. And um, there's a lot of excitement getting ready for these fall sports, but we want to get to the main event here, Dean. Um, we got a great guest on, uh, Stevens point native NBA, uh, player right now, just signed a new deal. Sam Hauser, Sam, are you over there? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for having me, man. We're really excited to have you on. We've been trying to get you on for a long time. Uh, really excited to chat with you today. Got a lot of really great topics. I think that we're going to chat about, uh, for those of you, uh, in that Stevens Point area at the very end of the podcast, Sam's going to give some information on his camp that starts up this week. Uh, he's got some openings in that camp, um, and I think he even talked about possible drop-ins, but we're going to let him talk to talk about that here at the end of the end of the show. So make sure you tune in and, and stay on board here for the whole show. But Sam, we're going to let you introduce yourself, tell everybody what you're doing right now, and, and we'll get into this here. Well, as you heard, I'm Sam Hauser. I am a Stevens Point native. I uh, grew up here, went to high school here. I um, uh, just finished my first NBA season with the Boston Celtics. Yeah, um, we played in the finals, came up two games short of getting a, a ring. Um, so rookie year was pretty impressive, pretty pretty surreal, and um, the experience was great. But now I'm just back home in Wisconsin, taking a little time off and getting away from the game a little bit. But um, I'm definitely excited to to be on this podcast and, and share my thoughts to certain questions that you guys are going to ask. So I'm excited. Awesome, Sam. Well, we, we talk a lot, you know, on our podcast, Dean and I as strength coaches primarily about the importance of kids at a younger age playing multiple sports. Um, and as you get older and older, like a, a guy like you, that knew basketball was kind of in the cards. You start to specialize a little later, um, but you played football, basketball, and golf in high school. Um, so tell our listeners as an NBA player, maybe how some of those experiences that you had at a younger age with multiple sports helped you become, you know, a better athlete and kind of get you in the position that you're in right now. Yeah. Well, I think the beauty of playing multiple sports when you're young is that you can develop different types of skill sets and because each sport is, is, is different in its own realm. So I think developing different types of skill sets um, movement patterns even when you're young like moving in basketball is a lot different than moving in football um, you get a different type of competitive level on the golf course than you do on the basketball court it's a whole different mindset you know it, it tests you mentally on the golf course I'm um, not saying basketball doesn't either but it's more physically demanding on the basketball court than it is mentally as, as golf is but um, I think it's great growing up to play multiple sports and, you know, you get to be with different teammates, work with different people from a young age, kind of figure out who you are as a player and 
I think a lot of my basketball success has come from being able to experience different cultures with different teams and playing with a lot of different teammates and being able to work with a lot of different people. What I think golf allows you to do is different than, you know, most sports, right? Like basketball, you miss a shot, you miss a free throw, you're back in it, right? You're back on defense, football, you drop a ball, the next play golf, you hit a bad shot. You got to walk hundred, 200 yards and you're constantly thinking about it. So I think the mental aspect of golf, like you touched on was so important, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure everyone on this podcast who's listening knows how frustrating the golf course can be. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and hitting a bad shot into the woods, it, it marinates for five, that five-minute walk. You got to go find your ball. So, um, yeah, but being on the basketball court is obviously very mentally taxing as well. But, you know, you have to exert yourself so much physically that, it, like, the mental part is very important, but it, it takes a backseat to the physical demands. Sam, let's uh, go back to that unbelievable high school career you had, back-to-back state championships. I mean, obviously, you know, your Mr. Basketball Award, but more importantly, you got to experience with family. You know, your dad was an assistant coach, and obviously your head coach, Scotty Anderson, who I know is an unbelievable basketball coach. And so you had such a great staff. You got the opportunity to play with your brother, Joey, and, and that's so, it's so special to do that. So just talk a little bit about that experience and all winning is one thing but it's more about that experience of being with your friends and, and playing with guys like Trevor Anderson and other teammates that you have and I'm sure now you're running this camp and a lot of those guys are helping out yeah um it's a pretty special unique opportunity that we had in high school um I know my dad and, and coach Anderson knew each other for a long time uh, me and Trev have known each other since we were like two years old. So um, growing up, you know, we were at different high schools and then all of a sudden we are both of our families ended up in Stevens Point and it, it just happened to work out uh, the way it did. And um, being able to, you know, watch my sister through high school, my dad coached her through high school. And then when she ended up graduating, he jumped ship and came to the basketball staff and was able to help coach with, with my brother and, and me on the team, I guess me first, but we came along, but uh, those memories are pretty special. You know, not everyone gets to play with a brother in high school and experience things that we did and have the type of success that we did. And um, it, it, it truly was really special. And it's, it's really hard to actually kind of explain what kind of emotions go into that, but, you know, winning state twice with my dad as a coach and, and Joey being there, my little brother, who, you know, who I've always played with growing up, it, it's pretty cool to see those things come to fruition sometimes. And, um, you know, till this day, those some of the best basketball memories I ever had. That's awesome, Sam. Well, I mean, the guys in your family obviously have done some great things in athletics, but let's talk about your mother for a minute, um, for a couple <laughs> of minutes here. I mean, um, she's the first woman in WIA to be the leader of athletics in the state of Wisconsin. The WIA, just so everybody knows, has been around for 120 plus years. Um, and in today's day and age, such a great message and such a great situation um, for, you know, your mom to be leading, um, you know, such a great organization and, and to be in the position that she's in. Um, and the WIA obviously touches every athlete in, in some retrospect in high school sports. So, you know, she's got a pretty important job, uh, going on right now. So maybe explain, um, how important her roles have been, in, you know, in becoming the person you are today and just, you know, 
what it's like for her to be in that role. Yeah, well, I think for her, it kind of started early on. Uh, when I was younger, you know, she was taking athletic director positions at high school, which, I mean, tend to be more male than female dominated. Um, so I think ever since she got her first athletic director job, it, it kind of set the tone like she's not going to take anyone's she's not going to take anyone's shit. Yeah. Excuse the language. Um, and then she just kept, you know, kind of leveling up in the athletic director world. And then an opportunity came about the WIA and she jumped on it. Um, she was great at what she did before she became the executive director. And now being the first uh, woman to be in that spot in 126 years is just crazy to think about it. It's just so impressive. And it's, um, it should empower a lot of other females coming up in, in that realm and to, to have a role model like her. And um, she's a pretty special woman and, and she does her job very well. So I'm very proud of her and I know she's doing even with one year under her belt, she's done a lot already for the WIA in the state of Wisconsin. Well, I want to I want to give a quick shout out um, to a, a female athletic director that we worked with over the last couple of years, Melissa Gehring from Beaver Dam, um, who's done incredible, uh, incredible work as the athletic director at Beaver Dam High School. Um, she's also brought us in to work with their athletes, which is kind of a, a newer thing in our state, obviously bringing in sports performance um, coaches and trainers, which, which is, I think, the movement in the state of Wisconsin. But Melissa is also leaving for the WIA. Um, she's going to be an incredible leader, uh, an incredible lady, um, you know, working with our athletes in our state. So I want to give her a, a quick shout out because she's definitely going to be missed by me um, as someone that worked with the high school and then the athletic director because, you know, she did some incredible things. So, you know, a lot of great ladies in our state. Um, doing a lot of great, a lot, a lot of great things for athletics. A lot of great people. You know, I think we should make sure we preface that. A lot, of, a lot of great people doing a lot of great things for kids in the state. So happy to see that. You know, there's some progress going on, and and that people are getting opportunities to to be in those positions to make a difference in kids' lives. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's been been cool to see her along the journey. And a little side note on my mom here: three sport athlete at UW Superior. Wow. Volleyball, basketball, and softball. Incredible. Incredible. So she's, she's, so don't let my dad take any credit for this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Just we the shooting to, form. That's all he's good for. <laughs> we used to always say genetics is both mother and father. And sometimes, you know, you want a little bit more of your mom's genetics than your dad sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. That's that's paramount. I you know, you don't hardly ever see two sport athletes in college, much less three. That's that's amazing. Yeah. So she, she, I, I mean, I wish I could have seen her in a prime, but it, yeah. it was pretty. Yeah. Well, Sam, let's jump to your college career. You went to Marquette, started out there, and then you ended up transferring to Virginia you know, to play for, and one of, and at least in my opinion, one of the best basketball coaches in the country right now. And Tony Bennett, and I had the opportunity when I was in high school to play against Tony and uh, just an incredible person. And I just love everything. Every interview you hear about him, just, you know, total class. But that transition from Marquette to Virginia had to be hard because, one, you had to sit out a year with the NCAA transfer rules. And if I'm not mistaken, COVID would have had something to do with this time as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yep. Right at the end of my redshirt year is when it started. So uh, I want to see that game film with you against Tony Bennett in high school. Well, I don't know if you'd want to do that. He was pretty <laughs> doggone good. A lot quicker than I was, that's for sure. 
Yeah. I went to his I went to his dad's basketball camp um, when I played, and it was a defensive camp. And it yep. was like the worst yep. two and a half days of my life. It was like <laughs> I've heard some stories about those. <laughs> oh my god, they were they were brutal. They were so brutal, man. Brian, you know the defensive thing was always my weakness. Yeah. I, lo- I love to be able to have that ball in my hands and take care of that offensive side. But as Coach Shady would tell you, the Wisconsin Basketball <laughs> Coaches Association Hall of Fame coach, yeah, you know defense was something that he was always. He was on me for all the time. Yeah, I, oh, I can only imagine. Dean's <laughs> motto is shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Why pass it if you can make it yourself, right? Yeah. But yeah, talk I'm, about that transition, uh, Sam. I'm, it had to be hard. And... Yeah. I mean, um, first of all, just like the decision to decide to transfer was, was tough. More so for me because um, I was at Marquette for three years and I had built relationships and friendships that you know I still have relationships there that I you know I, I check in with some people that still work there and so there's still some ties there but also what I had given of myself to the Marquette program was a lot in three years so for me it was it was hard to really finally come to come to terms with like yeah you know maybe this you know this just isn't the right spot for for us and myself for what I want to do in the future so, you know, we had a lot of conversations with obviously me and Joey on the side and then our parents were involved. My sister was involved. Um, and then we just we decided to kind of bet on ourselves and hit the transfer market and, and see what would come about of it. And um, Joey ended up liking Michigan State and he ended up going there and I just happened to like Virginia better. And, and I thought it was just a better fit for me. So I decided to go there and that first year was tough. Like you said, red shirting is not easy. You're basically a glorified practice player. Um, but you do have an important role on the team, which now looking back on it, I can see um, why being a focal point on the scouting report um, so that they can prepare for a game is, is important because they need to have some sort of game-like simulation and practice in order to be prepared for the game. So that was usually my job. And I, I tried my best to emulate whoever I needed to be to the best of my ability and um, thought I did a good job with it. But, you know, game days were really hard just having to sit there and not really, not really being able to impact, you know, the game in, in any such way other than with your voice. But I think that's really what helped me grow as a player is I had to try to lead and, and, impact the game in different ways that I'd never done before. So I think it helped me grow as a player. And obviously that last year at Virginia, I think it showed, you know, I had one, I think I had my best year in college in terms of um, efficiency and and all that and the percentages and all that. So, um, but playing for coach Bennett was great. You know, like you said, he's one of the best for a reason. And he truly knows how to coach you and get you better and get you ready for this next stage that I jumped into this past year. So, um, I'm thankful for him, and you know he has a big part in in where I'm at today. So, so Sam, as as you kind of progress there, it's obviously every every basketball player's dream to play in the NBA. Um, you know, the best of the best, obviously. Um, is it everything you thought it might be? And explain maybe what it makes so special. Obviously, you talked about you know getting to the finals this year and things like that. So you're definitely you know we're on top of the mountain. Um, so just kind of share that experience and and you know what you thought of it. Easy on that beating the box, though. Easy on that part this year. <laughs> I'll leave that up. 
We got a lot of Wisconsin listeners, so that could be a touchy <laughs> situation. I'll leave a yeah, I'll leave that out of it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, dreaming of being on this stage as a young boy growing up um, to finally kind of be here and experience it. And, you know, it, it's pretty surreal. I mean, throughout the year, it was really hard to kind of like take an outward look at where I was and kind of just take it all in and be like, like, you understand, like, where you're at right now, what kind of stage you're on. And, um, like, you you worked so hard for this to get here. And um, I think for me, it's just, like, it's just crazy, honestly. It's hard to explain, really. And then being able to experience going to the finals my first year is is special. And, obviously, we want to get back because, you know, we want to get to the top of the mountain. But um, just kind of taking the outward view now, it, it, it's pretty cool to see what, what has all went into getting to this point and um, all these opportunities that I stayed prepared for and took advantage of them. That was the biggest part in, in getting to this stage and just being ready to jump in whenever. And, be, and that's where the preparation comes in. Awesome. Hey, the athletes listening right now, you know, every kid, every coach, you know, wants a competitive advantage. What would be your get your edge advice? to them. And then I'm going to throw another one in there. Your big brother to Joey, Joey's still playing at the collegiate level, playing for another great coach in Izzo at Michigan state. So I'm sure your mentoring process has not stopped. And, you know, he's continually looking for you for some guidance. So one, just get your edge advice to all the listeners. And then two, what are some things you're doing to keep mentoring your younger brother here as he continues in his journey at Michigan state? Yeah. So our softball coach here at Stevens Point, uh, Tom Joyner is his name. I don't know if you guys know that name at all, but yep. he's won eight state championships in the last 20 years. You know, he's really truly built a dynasty here for Spash softball in, in the state of Wisconsin. He always said something. He, I mean, he was my youth football coach growing up too, but he always said something like, it takes no talent to hustle. And it always stuck with me and, I never really knew what it meant, but it, until like, you know, maybe a year or two ago. And what I take it as is like, no matter how good you are, how, you know, how, you know, if you're not very good, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't take much talent to just put the work in and be a good teammate. Um, do what you're asked of. Like you're never too cool to do any of that stuff. And I think that all plays into like being just being a good teammate and, and being a good player and because in order for the game to to treat you right you got to put the work in so I think that's something that's always kind of stuck with me and it's, it's a silly little kind of a corny quote but um it, it it rings true with me because I think I could put in I mean this past year I, I could apply it to a lot of things I was doing I was just putting work in wasn't getting any time really at all unless it was the end of the game. But I knew that if I'm not prepared for an opportunity, if someone goes down and I and I get thrown in the game and I'm not prepared, like that's going to be worse for my career down the road than it is if I'm putting the work in every day, knowing that I'm not going to play unless something unless someone takes the game off or gets injured. But I need to be ready for that opportunity whenever it is. And that's part of being a professional as well is and I think it attributes to this year because, you know, I'm undrafted, two-way coming out of college, 
get a good opportunity to get converted at the trade deadline to a standard NBA contract, all because I was doing what I could to the best of my abilities in the G League and was opening some eyes in the front office. So I was able to jump over that opportunity and take advantage of that. And then while I was in Boston, just working hard every day, showing that, you know, I want, I want to stick here. I belong. And then all of a sudden I get a contract offer and I, you know, and I take that, it turns into a three-year, a three-year deal. So I think just putting the time in and, and being prepared and takes no talent to hustle. It, I mean, I think it just rings true. Well, I just love that, you know, that quote. And, you know, you got it from another coach that was in your building when you were in high school. And so many times with a lot of our podcast guests, you know, some of the biggest moments they had and the best experiences they had were at the high school level. And even though you're in the pros, you've learned from that. And then another great example of that it's, it's a quote that you like that works for you. That's not even in a sport that you play. Right. And, you know, for the coaches out there listening, I think it's so important that there's so many good coaches in high schools and in colleges that we can learn from. And I think a lot of times getting uncomfortable and having conversations with other sport coaches is what really makes coaches grow. And like in your situation, just the same thing with the sports, but it's why we talk about multiple sport athletes. And not only do you learn the movement skill part of it, but you learn so many things. It might be a quote. It might be a, a way that they developed a, just a positive relationship. And your roles are going to change. Your roles changed in high school to college, college to the pro, the G, the G League and everything. So being able to adapt, I think, really helps all athletes understand the importance of and the life lessons that we get from athletics. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And uh, I guess circling back to how I'm helping Joey out, um, Really, I, I mean, with Joey, it's like I don't have to say much to him. I know he'll ask if I see something. Like, if I'm watching games, he's like, what do you see? I'll respond, but, like, I'm, I'm pretty hands-off with him. I like – I don't like – I don't want to, like, micromanage or anything like that. I kind of – I like just watching him play, honestly, and seeing what he can do because he can do a lot of different things that I couldn't do in college, and it a lot of it goes unnoticed. Um, so – for him, really, I mean, I, I think this year he's been really locked in, um, found his love for the game again. You know, with the COVID years, you know, those years were tough. Um, you don't get the full kind of college basketball experience, but now it's, you know, it, it turned back normal this year. He had a great end of the season. And now he's been really locked in this offseason. I've only heard good things from Michigan State uh, workouts. So I think it's going to be a big year for him and, as long as he keeps putting that work in, he's going to be just fine. And um, I'll help him along the way whenever he needs it. But um, I trust him and, and I know that he puts the work in. And I know the game's going to treat him well because of that. So um, I'm just excited to see what he's got in store for this year. So all those great things he can do on the court that maybe you're not as good. Mom showed him how and mom taught him how to do those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> mom. <laughs> Well, Sam, this, this has been great, but we want to give you a little time here to talk about your camp coming up um, at Stevens Point High School here. Uh, great opportunity uh, for a lot of kids in, in that area and just all over the state. Um, so maybe talk about that a little bit. Give, give some information on it so our listeners, uh, if there's some you know kids listening tomorrow or, or whatnot and they want to hop in, um, you know what a, what a great event here that you're putting on. For sure, yeah. 
excited. It's the first ever Sam Hauser basketball camp. So that's, that's kind of cool. I think. Um, so Monday, July 25th is our ninth through 12th graders camp. Um, there's still spots available for this camp. If you want to join in and, and walk in and join camp, check-in starts at nine o'clock, I believe on Monday. Um, it's $115 and there's two sessions per day. So you'll get a good two hours and 15 minutes before lunch. And then you'll get a good two hours and 15 minutes of work and after lunch. So we're going to break it down some fundamentals in the first half of the camp and then work into the competition stuff in the second half. So ninth through 12th graders, if you're listening and you want a good opportunity to get better, I would love to work with you. Come to Stevens Point Area Senior High on Monday, July 25th, and come get your spot, and I would love to work with you. Our Tuesday camp, the fifth through eighth grade camp, is sold out. So Wow, awesome. Um, I have a feeling there might be a, a few trickling walk-ins, but I would prefer there not to be, honestly. I don't <laughs> want the gym to be... I don't want the gym to be too chaotic, but if you're, if you're really wanting to come and you're in the, the fifth and eighth grade range, feel free to come. I would love to work with you. I'm not going to say no, um, but uh, it is sold out by the book right now. But um, regardless, I'm excited for camp. Um, can't wait to, to see what kind of kids we got in there. And I just hope you guys are ready to work because I'm ready to work with you. I want to help you get better. And, um, Camps like this when I was growing up were so special and some of the best times that I had in the basketball gym where I camp. So um, I hope I can help make memories like that for you when you guys come in on Monday and Tuesday. Well, all the basketball players that are out there listening and parents out there listening, I would definitely take advantage of this because, again, yeah. when I was in high school going to the basketball camp, anytime there was a pro athlete coming back and, and going to their school and giving back to their community, and being there for their kids. It wasn't all just about basketball. It was about learning lots of stuff that were going to make really make a big difference in kids' lives. And again, that's why Brian and I do what we do, you know, as coaches and as strength conditioning coaches, sport coaches, and, and working with kids. It's more about just the, the skill development, but it's the whole thing that you're going to get out of that whole experience during the camp. So I would take advantage of that. One quick question. I'm going to put you in the spot, Sam. Okay, Twitter. <laughs> The Twitter handle is Big Smooth. Talk about Big Smooth. What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, let's see. What year is this? Going into my sophomore year. So AAU, the summer after freshman year, AAU ball. Um, our coach, Lee Kostrowski. If Lee, if you listen, shout out to you. He just said, you know, I, I look smooth on the court and I was kind of tall at the time and he just started calling me big smooth and then I, I kind of liked it so it stuck with me and obviously it turned into a twitter handle so um, i liked it enough to do that so that's the backstory behind that there's nothing much to it but other than my coach lee kastrowski called me big smooth all summer so yeah well, that's awesome if, if you got his information we'll definitely tag him in on this so i think he would, <laughs> i would think he would love to hear that because well, you know, coaching and any those type of situations come up. It's always awesome when that yeah. happens and, and it sticks with you. And, and obviously you're having a lot of fun with it. So 
Yeah, for sure. So, and his son, Seth, who was my teammate at AU, he's coming back to work camp. So it's kind of a awesome. cool little full circle moment there. It's all yep. about relationships, right? All about you know, relationships. You know it. That's awesome. That's awesome, Sam. We appreciate you hopping on. And again, we'll have some details for the for the camp uh, in the show notes, but we'll have it on Twitter and, and everything like that where people can get connected with you for, you know, the last minute high school kids. And, and yeah, with the, with the middle school kids, I know what you're saying, right? You still want to provide a quality experience, you know, for everybody, but at the same time, you don't want to turn kids away. So walk the fine line, walk the fine line on that one, but that's going to wrap it up for this episode of get your edge podcast. we got Fox Valley throws club. It's got some August sessions. So you can check out Fox Valley throws for that. Obviously our sports advantage school year memberships will go on sale here in the next week. Get a great opportunity for that. And I think we're going to cut her down. That's about it for the show. And we will see you next time. Chop it.